Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kickback Presents, the All Memphis Post Game Show, where we will be breaking down every Memphis Tigers and or Memphis Grizzlies basketball game right after they happen. You don't have to wait for our takes. With me, as always, per usual, is the homie Mace. Mace, what's going on, man? Been a really rough three-day stretch of Memphis basketball. We had the Tigers get, you know, another heartbreaker to Houston on Saturday. Sunday, we had the the matinee game right in the middle of our day. The Grizzlies give up a game, just blow a lead and let OKC, a team that they should be, uh, just run away with it in the fourth quarter, you know, just making three after three. And then Monday, not only do we get blown out by the Suns, we get blown out by the Suns at a 9 p.m. tip local time so everybody's up late and cranky and we got to go to work in a couple of hours so other than that luckily <laughs> basketball is not life uh in real <laughs> life i started a new job today i'm moving to memphis in a month like things are looking great in real life but basketball wise it's been rough and to on top of all of that you throw in daylight savings time and people are walking around like zombies today because they don't know what time it is nobody know what time it is and I'm still in California, but I'm working Memphis hours, so I'm having to get up at 6 in the morning <laughs> or be ready at 6 in the morning to work at 8 to 5. Yeah, hey, I don't envy that, brother. So you get to you get into Memphis in perfect time and get here as soon as possible because that ain't no joke. Man, I, I, I that daylight savings time stuff hit me some serious this morning. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, it is but, nice that it's light outside later, though. You know, I was like, dang, it's six o'clock, six thirty. It's light outside. Sun's still light. shining. <laughs> and, and now, I mean, that gives you a little bit more energy. So I, I do. I do like that. And uh, as I was walking to my car from my from work today in the parking garage, I was like, yeah, it's like five thirty. I was like, yeah, it does feel good. This is nice. The sun, <laughs> I still got like another hour when I get home. If I want to go on a run or if I want to do something outside, you know, I can. I can still do that before without a um without worry of the sun going down. Did um, you go on a run? No, no. <laughs> I'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Uh, it's the first day. <laughs> it's the first day. It's the first day. I you know, I, I told myself I'm gonna have a a new little a new routine. Uh so we'll see if I stick to that. Um but let's jump into these tie not the tigers, the grizzlies. Like you said, they played the um Man, they game uh, on Sunday yesterday against the uh, OKC Thunder, a game that we seemingly thought they had won. Three great quarters uh, of basketball, and then in the fourth quarter they just let go of the rope. I don't know. If, I don't even know if it was as much as them letting go of the rope or if OKC just took the rope. Um, but OKC comes back with a huge fourth quarter and uh, wins the game going away. Yeah, I mean, SGA, no one could stop him. He was the best player on the floor, hitting step back after step back. Um, the Poku guy who was shooting like 2% in his career up to this point had, had went off for, I don't even remember. I, I didn't look at the box score because it was one of those games. The Grizzlies were up by 10, like midway through the third quarter. And really just kind of felt like we were up by 10 most of the game. And it's like, okay, when are we going to push this to 20 and get some rest because we're going to Phoenix tomorrow? And I don't know if mentally they just all subbed themselves out or what, but we could not get a stop to save our lives in the fourth quarter against OKC. And that translated 
over into Monday's game, tonight's game against the Suns when basically they just did whatever they want to offensively. So pretty concerning, but maybe maybe we just didn't pack the defense, you know, maybe it didn't travel travel on this road trip. Well, you expected um, you expected a you expect them to come out on Sunday the way they did, considering how we lost the game to the Nuggets on Friday. Right. Um, you know, we lost a tough game on Friday, a game, another game you probably should have won. Uh, although you lost it controversially with the ref not not calling the foul on job, but like you said, it can go either either way. Don't want to leave it in the referee's hands. So you kind of when you look at these two games, you kind of pencil this in as like a oh going one and one on this little trip. You know what I'm saying? On, at the beginning of this trip, at least, you know, get the one in OKC Sunday and then get the Phoenix, rest up a little bit and have a good game against Phoenix. So you see how they start the game against the Thunder and they come out and they're doing well. And then they get to the second, they get to the second half, extend the lead, start playing really well in the third. And then something happens in the fourth. I don't like to say, I don't know if they automatically started thinking about the Suns as the Suns were a more tougher team, but OKC got back to them. And this, I mean, OKC, that's what they do. They've won what? 14 games this year. What's their record? They are no, they're 17. They've won 17 games this year, and they weren't predicted to do much of anything. They have been sneak, they sneak up on they beat they beat teams because teams overlook them. And then, you know, they have a star in Shea Gilgis Alexander, SGA. And when you got a player like that, anything can happen. And some stroke of luck, the dude who couldn't hit the side of a barn just decides to make shots tonight. I mean, on yesterday, yesterday afternoon and there you go. Like he had a career. It had to be his career high, right? 20. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I mean, he had been awful. Like people who like Kevin O'Connor, who does the ringers NBA or the mismatch with uh, Chris Vernon, he was high on him coming into the draft and he had been so bad that he already threw away all of his stock. He just gave it away. <laughs> and like, then, then he has that bounce back game against us, of course. So he gets to bring it up with Verno. But I, I thought early on in that Thunder game, one thing that really kept them in the game, well, first of all, the starters didn't really play well. The bench came in and gave us 16 points in that first quarter. But the Thunder shot 10 free throws in, in the first quarter alone, and it really kept them in the game. We had a three-point lead, and then, but and it should have been 13 or, you know, 10-13, but we gave them 10 free throws. So it was just kind of a lack of attention to detail all night. Um, and, and then – Another thing, which we'll get into for tonight's game as well, but the, the ball screens at the top, basically SGA comes off and no one's guarding him. He gets to do whatever he wants, and then he, he when he gets to feeling it, that 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 was the most dangerous player on the court. And then we just had stupid mistakes like um, Ja one time got switched on to SGA, and what what we had been doing all game was the guards were kind of switching back, showing and switching back. Well, Dylan took a little bit longer than usual, but Ja didn't really show that hard. And SGA walks into a wide open three at the top of the key, the easiest shot in the game. So it was just a bunch of mental mistakes in that OKC game that added up um, and allowed them to stay in the game. And then they got hot and we couldn't do anything. I mean, like you just look at look at the numbers from that game. We shot 19 more shots than you. It's laughable. We shot 19 more shots than them. Look at the turnovers. Look at the turnovers. 25 to 7. They out rebounded. 25 to 7. Which is we had, so we had 18 more possessions than they had. Uh-huh. That's ridiculous. 
and we lost the game by six. Uh, and you mentioned it earlier that they might not have packed the defense. And maybe we, like I think you said, we, we got too high on the highs and we started to see a little bit. But they didn't pack the shooting either, not from the three-point line at least. Like the seven of 22, which for an old Grizzlies team, that's okay with, a, with, the, with the Tony Allens of the world. But when you got Desmond Bain, Dylan, even um, DeAnthony Melton shooting as well as he is, uh, Kyle shooting as well as he is, seven threes ain't going to make it. They, they ain't going to get it. Even tonight, they the last I saw, I stopped watching the game like midway through the third. And, uh, no, I got through the third quarter. But I think they only made like two or three threes tonight. Uh, that yeah, was we, fi- we, we, we finished five of 24, so you add those together. That's uh, 12 for 46 on this two-game right. two game road trip. And, I mean, OKC shot 16 of 31, so over 50%. And then Phoenix seemed like they hit a million, but it wasn't all threes. They were only 12 of 30, so 40% tonight. Um but, but they were getting jumpers right at the free throw line because Chris yeah. Paul's coming off the screen or not even using the screen, just going by John Morant and doing whatever he wants or kicking out to an open shooter. You know, once that initial point of def- defense is broken, it's all, all hell breaking loose from there. You're all recovering, and if one person is off, then a good team like Phoenix and, unfortunately, OKC yesterday is going to make you pay, and that's what's been happening and when we were playing good, even when we, when we were losing to Milwaukee and Denver, the defense was in tune. Like there was no open looks, no easy shots. If it was a decent look, like you were getting a hand in your face, uh, contested jumper. So it's just it, it all starts for me with the defense. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it was something that's been seen on tape and teams are now starting to uh, to go at it, to exploit it. But their pick and roll defense, like you said, and and Jonas being the big in it, having to make a decision because both of these teams took advantage of that tonight. Um, and so I don't know if that's something the teams are starting to look at a little bit more. Um, and it could just be like we're looking at this as fans and saying, "Oh crap!" To start the second half of the season, we got forty games in sixty-eight days. So we're looking at the seriousness of every game. Right, and how what it means, and maybe the organization, and maybe they just like, you know what? This we know what we wanted to do this year, and we've done what we wanted to do this year. So if we win, if we win, we win. You know, I don't I don't know, but I don't want to say there's been a lack of focus, but you did not expect these two games from this team Friday night after you saw them play Denver. No, and and I guess to give an analogy, have you ever had a puppy? Back in the day, I'm allergic to some puppies. Okay, well, have you ever, like, first of all, this is um, an analogy that goes with your, we we get too highs with the highs, and then we get too lows with the lows, because what we have to keep in perspective is this, this is a super young team, and they're, that with that comes major inconsistencies, and that's why we're going on this roller coaster ride of, they look like they might be a five seed to, well, man, who, who's uh, in the lottery? Like, this is a juicy lottery. We've been waiting on this draft for years, so uh, we're, we're going to keep swaying back and forth all season long. But my puppy analogy it, compared to this team is it's like when you get a puppy and you think you've got it potty trained, right? So you put down the nice rug that your wife got, and she didn't want to put it down because the puppy might pee on it. But the pu- puppy's potty trained. 
Well, the puppy ain't never smelled this rug since it's been potty trained. And when it gets a sniff, it pees right on the rug. And that's what the Grizzlies have done these last two games. They peed on our nice rug and just hurt our feelings. And But we're not going to get rid of the puppy. We're not going to stop rooting for the Grizzlies, and we're not going to stop believing in them. But it's just it's, it's part of the process. It's going to have its highs and lows. And sometimes the puppy's going to pee on your nice rug, and sometimes it's going to hold it for eight hours while you're gone. <laughs> um that's a great analogy. And I love how you, as a dog owner, I know you, uh, you, you were part of that. Uh, yeah. and it, it's just, it, it all, it, the one thing that these games always show you. And I think I, I think I've said it after every, I know I've said this after every loss and I might've said it after some wins. It's just like, you just, you just, these just make you excited to see what this team looks like whole. And so like, there was no justice tonight, although he did play yesterday. There was no justice tonight, um, which was interesting. Once again, I thought you maybe would have saved him from if you don't want to play him on a back to back. You were supposed to beat OKC, so why wouldn't you? You know, you need him more for this game, I guess. Whatever. Uh, but there was no justice. Obviously, there's no Jaron. Grayson came back in this game. Oh boy, did he? He said, "Give me my minutes back." <laughs> it was good to see. I man, like if 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 I'm looking at the game inside the game, right? It's gonna be interesting. If you say it out, it's gonna be crazy to see. What they do, uh, it's gonna be crazy to see what they do with that with their three guards. Uh, tonight it was easy because Desmond Bain sucked on the <laughs> offensive end. On the offensive end, it was easy. He was over three. All he missed all of his shots. All of his shots were threes. Um, minus six for the game. He's played some decent decent defense or whatnot. But you know, you didn't you didn't have it wasn't that hard to make a decision to not have him on the court. He played twenty two minutes. Grayson gave you twenty three minutes, going four for eight, fifteen points. And Anthony, one for seven. His shooting is coming back down to earth a little bit. But I also think he's put so he always, I think this, I have, I really don't have that much statistical analysis to back it up. It is just a feeling, you know, how some of these players are. I think he puts a lot of pressure on himself when he plays against the Suns. Um, since it was his old team, you know, yada, yada, yada. Just, just something internal. I don't have anything to prove that. Could be completely wrong. But, you know, I think that I just know, you just know how some players are. Like, Javon Carter, if Javon Carter got in the game tonight, which he did he get in during the blowout? Yeah, he was in there late. You know, uh, he had 18 minutes. Eight, like, you know, Javon wants to go hard against the Grizzlies every time he plays us. Oh, just, yeah. Just just because. So, like, I can I can imagine that's something that, that D'Anthony does, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's so hard to just not pass judgment because we're all frustrated watching these last two games. But you, you got to keep the bigger picture in mind. Um, so I, I'm just hoping that when they come home, they, things kind of return to normal, that they, they get their wits about them, but it doesn't get any easier. I mean, we got Miami coming into town, then you got Stephen Draymond coming for uh home back to back. So, uh, yeah. I, I, is it, it, no one's going to take it easy on us. Like the games are only going to get, you know, they're going to come more frequently. Your legs are going to get heavier. So you got what, 37 more games now. And you got to figure something out. You don't want to be limping for 37 games. That's half the season. Then you got the Celtics coming in right after that, too. So, like, you got the you got the Heat Warriors and the Celtics at home. The Celtics at home on Monday. Um, so, is it Monday? I mean, and the, Tuesday, whatever it is. No one was good tonight. And, and really, no one was that impressive yesterday that I can think of. Um Nobody that wrote any notes. Ja, yesterday, Ja had the uh, sneak dunk. On Moses Brown, the the sneak lefty dunk, it, 
that someone should show a picture or a clip of that to Jaron Jackson Jr. and be like, this is what sneaking up on you looks like. Because you remember <laughs> he referenced his injury was going to or his return was going to sneak up on us. No. That's how you sneak up on someone. Oh, I also saw your uh, I saw your shady tweet today, too, uh, about uh, Clay Thompson. You know, oh, yeah. You're like, oh, a real injury update. Good to see that these things still exist. Wink, wink. And, and I quoted, quote tweeted Mark Spears, but I had, I was trying to find the video because Clay is going in depth. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not running yet. I'm doing my underwater stuff. I just started calf raises, this, this, and this. And I'm like, man, that's refreshing. Like, I, we would love that as a fan base. Like, yeah, you know, he's running. He hadn't played in five on five games. Uh, whatever, like something, yeah. but instead of just the dead silence, but obviously we're not going to hear anything on that front anytime soon. And I do think when Jaron speaks from now on, we probably need to take it with a grain of salt. We got to remember he's 19 or 20 and just going to say whatever he thinks people want to hear and what sounds good. Yep. So that whole interview with Mark Spears, you got to remember that's just a, a young, young man trying to say what people want to hear and sound good in the interview with the prominent source <laughs> oh and that's why the, i think that's why the organization ain't really said much either like because they were all they said like look man it's gonna be a minute and i remember yeah. like it's so funny because i i think that words they actually use was it's going to be a minute but then you had it must have been giannato who obviously is not from memphis but been in memphis for a long time and they're like so what does a minute really mean and i'm like <laughs> we're like Anybody that knows, man, it's been it's been a minute since I talked to them. That means a long time. <laughs> you know, what I mean? yeah. uh, there's, there's not a, there's not a real time constraint on it because that's what the organization said. And so they, the organization's always going to lean back on the fact that we never gave y'all a window. We just said it's going to be this. We gave y'all these vague terms. Jaron's the one that went in this interview and said said these other things. Um, I will say tonight, Jonas played. I mean, Jonas does well. Like. This is a double double. I mean, it's still 24 and 17, which is not easy to get in any circumstance. Um, best playing against a Wildcat and DeAndre Aiden, because I mean, you know how we do in the league. Uh, but it's Aiden ain't no slouch, man. That dude is built like, yeah, Val- Valanciunas puts his body into him, and Aiden doesn't move <laughs> like he, he is built for it, literally. <laughs> that was so that was good to see. Um, Jonas kind of get, get going. Uh, and to see the team kind of get him going, you know, give him the ball a couple times, let him, let him get going, shoot 11-14. Kyle is still kind of struggling a bit. I wonder, like, I think we go back to where he fits in in all of this with the, with some of the, um, with some of these new, with the team becoming whole again. Oh, I didn't even know John Taporta. This I didn't watch the last, like, fourth quarter. So John Taporta got in, huh? Yeah, him and uh, Killian Tilly. This I, I just found out Killian Tilly was white. I, I thought he was like a, a light-skinned black French dude or something. I don't know why I assumed that. I guess because Killian Hayes is. I just assumed he yeah. looked like Killian Hayes. Uh, it's, sad that, uh, it's sad that Campbell's not watching right now because McDoodoo got in the game. Uh, Sean McDermott got in the game, his boy. So I'll make sure I text him and get his get his uh, thoughts on that. But yeah. no, man. No, go ahead. Uh, when our team defense doesn't travel, our boy Dylan Brooks doesn't look as good. We, get, we gave up 30 piece to SGA, and then I, what did Booker finish with tonight? Because he oh, was 30. he was on a heater. He had 27 on yeah. 52 or 53 percent shooting. So, and Chris Paul had 18 on nine of 11 shooting, and most of those were you know patented mid range. That's why I get 
frustrated with the whole drop defense. Like, you know, Chris Paul is on the Suns. The book has been written on Chris Paul for like 13 years now about what he is excellent at. And like, it's getting right to the free throw line and either making the mid range shot or dishing it. And maybe we made the decision we don't want him dishing it. We'll let him, we're going to make him, you know, go nine for 11. But that just doesn't seem like a smart move to me. But. Yeah, the uh, I think the last in his last two games, with the games coming back from the break, I think Chris Paul has had double digit double digit assists in two of the last three. So it might have been all right. Maybe if we make Chris Paul take the shots instead of him dishing it to everybody else, I would rather live with Chris Paul taking the shots than you know Chris Paul collapsing the defense and then passing it out to Mikael Bridges or passing it out to. Um, Devin Booker or Jay Crowder or um, or Cam- it to Aiden. yeah, or Cameron Payne and that cocky left, like that left shot, that left hand shot is just so weird. <laughs> it's like the way he shoots the ball, just so <laughs> there he is. There's the boy, <laughs> your boy, your boy McDoodle got in the game, man. I know you, uh, I know you were celebrating his, his accomplishments. Um, but yeah, so it's maybe there was the game plan, but against yeah. good point guards, against good point guards, that's like a feast or famine because Chris Paul feasted. He still gave you 16, what is it, 16 and seven? Yeah, uh, 16 and seven. Yeah, come on, man. Like, what's the difference in him giving you 16 and seven and him just doing nine and 14 assists? Like, that's just get same, the same, you know, same outcome. Right, and I thought that was uh, two games in a row where Ja didn't really have an impact in the first first half for the most part. Uh, we get on to Dylan Brooks, or, or you like to get on to Dylan Brooks for coming out and, and shooting everything, but, I mean, somebody's got to do it, and it's, it's him and him and Valanciunas almost every game. We've so. said it before. We've said it before. I wish we can go back to one of the whatever show we, we mentioned it, like two straight shows. Like, Ja, you can't chill in the first quarter, dog. Like, you can't. Because if you can't, if you chill, and like I, said, I think we we know that's part of the game plan to try to get Dylan going, and he only took fourteen shots tonight. Um, but it's like if you're not taking the shots, and it's making this mean Dylan's gonna take the shots. And we really, I would much rather you, Dylan. I mean, I'd much rather Jai take some of these shots than Dylan. You know, yeah. and so you can't be chilling. And he didn't even he wasn't even having any didn't even have many assists either in that first quarter either. So it's like you just play, you just running around on the court, my guy. You just running up and down. Yeah, I miss a 35 back-to-back jaw, so hopefully we see him soon. But another thing, we got to figure out how the offense is going to get going when they put a guy like Mikael Bridges, who is longer than Winchester on jaw and, you know, just as athletic and can stay with him. We basically have no answer. It's like, all right, we'll try to get the ball to Valanchunas or Dylan, dribble, 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 shoot. Ja needs to take 25 minimum. Ooh, that's a lot of shots, Campbell. Twenty. I mean, we, we've seen it once. I think. I think we saw it once. So, I, give me twenty. Give me twenty shots. I, Dylan I, gets I, his twenty <laughs> every now and then. So go ahead and get your twenty. Dylan gonna get his. We know that for a fact. Well, I wish I. Could, I wish I wrote down my ideal uh, shot chart. I mean, shot distribution. But like, you do want Ja and Jonas probably taking the most shots. Then you have Dylan right under that, um, Kyle right under that. Then you come and then you get into that mix where you Desmond, 
um, Brandon Clark, DeAnthony Milton, like all of that. They, they know seven. You can you can that. switch any guy after almost one and two. I feel like like whoever's yeah. hot <laughs> takes twelve to fourteen shots. Like whoever's hitting it. And like Brandon Clark, like he had against against Denver, he had a really good game. Um, but like he's so I don't want to call him hit and miss, but he's you know, coming off the bench. Sometimes he got it, sometimes he don't. So I guess you can say that's hit or miss. So you know, you you look at some of these players and you would think that they would have the flow of the game would kind of be beneficial to them, but not really. Um Desmond Bain giving you zero points. Like, come on, dog. You're a starter now. Grayson's Grayson's back. Grayson's back, my dude. You better you better. We sang your praises last week because you were playing well. But we also said the moment you start playing well, <laughs> Grayson, Grayson will get in that starting lineup again. So you gotta you gotta pay attention. I can't lie. I expect to see Grayson starting next game. I saw the twinkle in Jaws eye. We saw the connection. Grayson threw him a lob. I, I think Grayson's back in the starting lineup. And I I don't know if it's fair or right or not. Like I I honestly have no preference over any of the three shooting guards. Um, but I think I think we will see Grayson back in that starting lineup because oh, that's what Jen- that's what Jenkins all, always goes to. So we know that's what he wants to do. And I mean. Baines had a rough couple games, maybe a little rookie uh, rough spot. But uh, like I said, I, I I really don't care either which way. Um, but I think Grayson starts next game. Oh, you know, he Taylor Jenkins looking for any reason to put Grayson in there. Well, oh, and, and Justice will be back. So maybe one of the one of the wing guys will sit out. Who knows? But after this back to back. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um. Who though? Maybe maybe DeAnthony gets a break because you're not going to say BC. Brandon Carr's going to play. Maybe yeah. Tillman gets pushed out a bit. I don't know. I like um, when we went small in the third quarter. You had BC at Brandon Clark at the BC and Kyle on the court at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so which whichever was the four, whichever was the five. I think that's a nice athletically small lineup. You know um, that can that can do some things. But Kyle has to be Kyle has to be playing with confidence, and his confidence has looked a little shaky in the last five or six games. Man, I know. Ever since you said the body language thing, I'm I'm waiting on Kyle to be traded. Have you has have you noticed it a little bit? I ha- I hadn't paid attention to it. I didn't even think about it till we started the show, and you started saying something about him struggling. But um, yeah, I I don't know. It's, I mean, he was so good early on, you know. He, okay. he saved our season basically. That first half of the season, when it when, after John got hurt, we basically leaned on Kyle and Dylan to keep the team to get Kyle, Dylan, and Jonas to keep the team together. And then you know Jonas was out, so Kyle had to do more other stuff. So he was getting these minutes. But now since the team is getting a little more whole, it seems like he's getting a little bit lost as well. I mean, he got eleven shots tonight, so it's not like he's not getting the shots. But uh, he seemed a little bit lost on the offensive end. He always going to give you good defense. He always going to give you those three to five rebounds. This is what he does on the minimum. Um, but in terms of his confidence, his shot confidence isn't there. One for over three from three today. Uh, I think he shot two of those in the third quarter. I know I was looking, paying attention to seeing who was doing what. So it's going to be interesting to see <laughs> what, what he got going on. 
Yeah, I don't know what his numbers are over like the past 10 or 15 games, but <clears throat> I feel like his three-point percentage has gone way down. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's to be expected, re- regression to the mean. We, we knew he wasn't going to be a, not a dead-eye three-point shooter for the rest of his career. But yeah. uh, anything else on, on these two games you want to hit on? No, nah, man, just the fact that, like you said, we uh, we got really high with the highs, trying not to get too lows with these lows. It's a it's a young team, inconsistent team, a team that we expected these type of games from. You know, you but you 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 do you didn't want to see it now because you we know how important these games are in the position that we are in. Uh, like you had a team like the Kings lose tonight. Um, you had a team like Dallas lose tonight. You had a couple other teams in that same areas you that would have helped um you know lose and so a win tonight or the win yesterday would have would have really helped but i guess it's one of those things where man you you want to stay competitive you don't want to keep you don't want to get blown out you want to stay competitive against the good teams and and beat the teams that you should beat and we'll be good so try not to get too low on this we'll need to get come home get some good home cooking go to gus's um, you know what I'm saying? Get some barbecue or something, get and get ready, or maybe the wing guru, whatever. I don't know what these I don't know what these players eat these days. <laughs> uh, but uh and get in and get and get ready for the heat because the heat tough. Like and, and they've been really good lately. Yeah, you know, Dylan gotta get ready for, for Tony, not for Tony, uh for Jimmy, for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Bam has been hurt, so I don't know if uh Bam's gonna be playing, but you know, they got Kelly Olenek, who's a different type of big. So Jonas has to be prepared for that. You know what I'm saying? Is Myers Leonard coming to Memphis? Is he driving his jacked up truck with the American flag and rebel flag on it? Yo, <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor Miles Leonard. Not not even poor Miles Leonard, dog. Like, talk about digging yourself a grave. Whew. Talk about self-inflicted wounds. And I love the fact that people brought up the picture of him standing for the anthem in the bubble. It was like, <laughs> like and we knew it was you, bro. You you told on yourself a long time ago, my guy. Yeah. So, Ching still open? He was he was that uh, you know, he was that well researched when it came to the anthem, and then right. just never heard of the slur he used. <laughs> like what? Even you you cannot know what that word means, and as soon as you hear it, you're like. I don't need to be saying that. Like, <laughs> that's a bad word. It doesn't sound like something I should be saying. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's my, well, that's my take on it, man. What you got? Any final uh, thoughts? No, nah, man, I, I ain't got nothing. I think we hashed it all out. You want to do superlatives? Do, do they deserve superlatives? I, I'll, I'll just, for tonight, I'll holler at Jonas. I mean, Jonas gets my player of the, player of the game. Uh, the, the team as a whole. They get the bum of the game, but they get the bum of the two games for the last whatever. Uh, I have a play of the game. Go ahead. The Ja Ja Morant to Brandon Clark lob, which we get, it seems like, two or three of a night, which is crazy because for like 12 years of Grizzlies basketball, I feel like we had like two the whole time. (laughs) And uh, now we get them all the time in the game. But this one was late in the third. I thought we were going to make a comeback. Ja tossed it to BC in the lane. He dunked on like two people. Got fouled, no call, um, but that was my play of the game. It was a nice play. Yeah, that's it. Ja had, yeah, Ja had the two the two hand dunk too. Ja had a two hand dunk in the third quarter. I really yeah. like. Um, yeah, so that's it. And then uh, didn't win any money yesterday. Dang, 
you know, and I didn't, I don't even think I did a stats jump. I think I just did like the Grizzlies minus whatever, like, cause they were a big favorite and like, they going to beat this team. They're going to beat this team and they lost. And then tonight, you know, I usually have the Suns. The Suns is one of those teams where I, I got them pegged in the whatever, but I, you know, it didn't work out tonight either. I had, uh, <laughs> but you know what? I, you know what, bro? You know, college basketball, dog. College basketball, the conference tournament saved me. Uh, but for this game, I had Kyle Anderson getting over eight and a half points. He had nine. Had to sweat that one out. Kyle getting over four rebounds. He got that. Jonas getting over 12 and a half points. He got that in the first quarter. Uh, Jonas getting over eight rebounds. He got that in the first half. Jai getting over 15 points. Had to sweat that one out. But he hit it. He got yeah, 15. He DeAndre Aiden giving you over eight rebounds. DeAndre Aiden giving you over 13 points. Then I know I, I even I brought it back a little bit. I said, you know, Dylan Brooks, I usually get say, you know, 15. I said, he'll get you. I said Dylan Brooks over 13 and a half points. He finished with 13. <laughs> I could have went with then um Mikhail Bridges over 12 and a half points. Mm-mm. What did he get? Eight? You think it was six or eight? eight I think five. Eight? I want to say it was five. Seven. Seven. Seven points for Mikael Bridges. Um, only took five shots. And then when I looked at the stat, when I looked, checked the stats at halftime, I was like, oh, yeah, he ain't getting that. He's not going to score 12 points and a half. He just ain't going to do it. Yeah. Although the last time he played him, he hit like six threes against us. Um, <laughs> and then I had Chris Paul getting eight assists, and he finished with seven. So, um, and I would submit that they did not give him one of his assists. They didn't. He was a fast breaker. He passed the the passed the ball to uh, Devin Booker on the wing for three. And I checked the stats before, and I checked it after, and they still said he only had six assists. They didn't give him that one, so whatever. Uh, Look at you sticking up for Chris Paul. No, I'm sticking up for my <laughs> money. That's what I'm sticking up for. Chris Paul can win me some money. I'm a mess with him. But nah, man, so. Like I said, it was like Dylan was a point away. All I, all he had to do was make uh what one more free throw. Yeah, he made he no he didn't even shoot a free throw. He went six for fourteen. Make a make a bucket, and I got Dylan's. If Mikael gives you anything that he's normally gives you, you know whatever. But Dylan got to stop being so demonstrative too. He gets a tech every game. Him or Jai gets a tech every game, and they got to they got to stop. That's no that's gonna do you no good. Yeah, both of them. We get we got to get the body language back in order. We got to get some good vibes about us. So hopefully, hopefully the M brings that to us when we get back, and we will be back with y'all Wednesday night. I don't know what time the game is, but I imagine seven o'clock since it's in Memphis. Um, in the meantime, y'all can find the show wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, iTunes. Just search in All Memphis Post Game. Give us a review. Leave us five stars. Subscribe so it comes right to your phone anytime we post the episode. And y'all can find me on Twitter at BarnburnerSlim. I'll see y'all Wednesday. Jay, where can they find you? They can find me at Nerdy McFly on the Twitter, N-E-R-D-Y-M-C-F-L-Y. On the uh, Facebook, they can find the show at The Kickback Pod. Or on YouTube, they can find the show at Diamond in the Bluff Media. Uh, just search that and you'll see all the post game recaps for uh, the Grizzlies and the Tigers and we still got Tigers games left we didn't know if we were going to have any but we still got some and uh, I'm excited win the NIT we ain't quite we ain't quite dancing but we like cha-cha sliding maybe <laughs> you know, this, 
y'all at the beginning of the dance when uh, at the beginning of the party when they playing all the line dances just to get people on the floor so you know you might hear the original electric slide uh and all of that stuff campbell out here talking about he ain't white and he got the bottles made so we had to get it so when you get back we can we can uh, partake in it together but yeah man for uh for mace i am jamal and we are out print the nit shirts <laughs>